Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What is going on this morning, guys? Hey, Jay, we asked last week, I asked, you know, is this March Madness? Is it, like, mad enough for you, right? And I think the kind of consensus on this show was, that's eh, kind of standard issue March Madness. It's nothing extra. Let me ask you something. Sweet 16 all set. Is it extra? I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm, I'm a little angry this morning. Over. Um, oh, yeah. Well, oh, well because, you know. I'm trying to think of what it could be. I bet a lot of money on Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Spread was four and a half. I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt very comfortable. Uh, you know, Gonzaga had a fast break. You know, you talk about eight and a half seconds left, Max. They're up seven. Dunk, right? Come down. TCU then comes back. Boom, boom, boom. They hit a three. I'm like, all right, up four. They're going to foul. We're going to make a free throw. We'll be okay. All How right. much time left at this point? It's like, uh, I want to say with the foul, there's like four and a half seconds left. Right. All right. It's okay. Go to the free throw line. Gonzaga, bang, bang. They make two free throws. Up six. Ha! Okay. Spread cool. four and a half, you said? 0.77 seconds left. Yeah. 0.7 seconds left. Game's over. Okay? Game's over. So in my brain, crazy gambler, just push up, Gonzaga. Push up a little bit. The game within the game isn't over. Push up a little bit. Just, you know, make them catch the ball in the backcourt. Make them heave a shot. Game over. I win my money. I'm coming into work today on a Monday, the worst day of the week, a happy man. A happy man. No. They let the ball just all the way up the court. Nobody touches it. The kid from TCU gets the ball, heaves it up with .7 seconds left. Ball goes in. I lose money. Four. So they wait, win I'm, by four. You know so what? That was four and a half. You know what I'm hearing in my ear? What? There is someone in the control room. It didn't work out for you. By the way, the hilarious thing is the game is over. This not. It doesn't affect the outcome of the game. This is for the gamblers. But there's someone in the end in in, in the control room right now, Jay. Your misery was their happiness. Oh yeah, I needed that, Jay. I needed that bad. Sorry. <laughs> I had fairly Dickinson plus fifteen Miami money line TCU. Plus four and a half. Wait, a parlay? Oh a parlay. So you, and you hit it? A little so you, parlay action. So you hit your parlay? Uh, a couple of them, yeah. All right. Three legs, not Count bad. Yeah, three legs, small. What'd you, what'd you times your money? Hold on. What'd you make times your, like, you put in a dollar, what'd you make? Well, I had a very non-lucrative day, so I only put 10 on it to win about, like, 78, uh, 80. So, you know. Yeah. Three yeah. legs is cool. Thanks for the, <laughs> thanks for the backdoor but, coverage, Jay. I'm sorry. But, yeah, can we talk about the fact, like, why do you let the ball just go all the way up the court? Like, just Jay. hedge at it. Jab at it. Push up. Stunt and Make, get back. Do any, something. Do anything something. Anything other than do, the end result. Yeah, I'm watching Don't let right the now. kid just shoot it wide open and then goes in, and then I'm yelling at the TV, and I'm happy because you I seem lost. More, yeah, you seem more upset about this than about your own squad losing. Oh, no, no. It's a, it's a, cum, it's a accumulation of all of it. All right. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, I felt good because my wife and my brother-in-law were talking trash about IU going further in tournament than Duke and then how much the ACC stinks. And then the ACC beat the Big Ten last night, which made me happy. IU's going home. That makes me happy. The question remains, sourpuss. We start the Sour, day on a Monday. calling. Yeah, we start the day on a Monday. Everyone's all amped up, all this craziness. The question remains. Last week, it was like, yeah, this is, this is the tournament. It's real good. But it's standard issue good. It's not extra. Is it extra yet? Yes. It's always been extra for me. 
No, last yeah, week you no. were like, no, this is kind of like what it is. I mean, but the tournament is always my favorite time of the year. I'm that, it's I'm my not. favorite time of the I'm year. I'm not you know asking why? that. You know why? Because we got teams that always end up losing. We got Purdue that lost to two Jersey schools back-to-back. That's what Last it year was St. Peter's. This year is Fairleigh Dickinson. We got Princeton in the Sweet 16. Who the hell saw that? This is what I'm saying. When we had a 215 in the first round, it was like, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's excellent. It's like, but it's standard issue March Madness, which is to say excellent. It's mayhem, and you don't know what's going to happen. But it's not like, oh, my God, this is extra. I think when a one seed gets bumped, Jay, and an Ivy League school is in the Sweet 16, I would say this is a little extra, even by March Madness standards. You don't think so? 16s don't normally lose. Uh, ones I mean, we, don't normally we've lose. We've had a 16. 16 lose before. I mean, we've had one a 16. Time. Yeah, one time. Yeah, we've had it. Yeah, we had just had it again. Yes, it's that great. makes it. That means it means it's. A, I mean, look, but, it's but, a rare thing, even by so, tournament standards. So the two things last week we were all hot about UVA and Tony Bennett. We talked about their uh, history in the NCAA tournament, with the exception of them winning it in 2019, and that was a big thing. And, and today you talk about Matt Painter, obviously. I mean, you talk about them losing three years ago. You talk about them losing to a 15 seed before and then them losing to a 16 seed being the number one overall seed. How about this even further? Every single year, all I hear in college basketball is how hype people get about the Big Ten, right? You know the last time the Big Ten won a championship? Guess when, Max? I can't keep, think keep, of yeah, keep, Take a guess. Take a random guess. Just any number, please, for the sake of a number. Uh, 12 years. 2000. Michigan State. I was going to say Michigan State. Michigan was, State. That was tw- Jason Richardson, Mateen Cleaves. Three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. It's the last time. And, but every single year, they are ranked one of the top two, top three conferences. Don't get old kids. They That's had eight teams in the tournament this year. Now, look, the ACC didn't do well either, but nobody was talking about the ACC being one of the top conferences in the nation. So, once again, Michigan State, a team that people didn't really project to get into the tournament, right? It was supposed to be a tough year for them. Like, Tom Izzo, once again, like, they find a way to grind through the regular season. Nobody expects them to do anything. And they're the lone representation of the Big Ten in the Sweet 16. And had to get by a good competitive team to do it in a in Carrying a the torch. Tom Izzo, game. once again. Yep. That's where we are. But Purdue's going home. Who's the best coach in college basketball right now? Men's college basketball. I would still say Bill Self. How about how about in the I tur- would still say Bill Self. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, what would you rather see? A Cinderella run or the powerhouse matchup, Jay? This is something you were talking about last night. So I, I love I love the Cinderella run. I do. I think it gives you a chance to learn new things about a sport. The problem is with college basketball is most people. Don't pay attention till you get to this stuff during the tournament. So the teams that we sell college basketball on, right, the, the brand name teams, pretty much the bigger teams, because you guys don't want to hear about Princeton throughout the course of the regular season. That's like right. Nobody's like, oh, oh, Princeton, I'm telling you. Like, oh, whatever. We're talking football. We're, we're talking NFL. We're talking college, right, college football. So you want to hear about the brand names, the guys you're supposed to know about. Like Brandon Miller, Alabama, they're a brand name. They're still in it. You heard about them more so for the wrong reasons, where it became national news, right? More so than the right reason, right? But, like, they probably have the easiest way to get to the Final Four when it's all said and done. 
But this is the time of year. I do love learning about the FDUs. I do love learning about the FAUs, the Princetons, the teams that get over the hump to get there. What, what do you want to learn about them? Like to me, it's, well, he's learning about their coaches, their players, the stories. In other words, the, the deeper lines. they go now, like the, the thing about the tournament is there are so many teams that you can't learn the story of all the players and all the teams. But when the Cinderella, but you know some of the powerhouses, and when the Cinderella run team makes a run. Now you're going to get into the human interest story of it all, and it's always interesting because they ain't supposed to be there. Exactly. I, I believe. So do you think you still haven't answered the question? What? La- last week, it's, yes, this is great, but this is what you expect. Is this now beyond what you expect from the tournament because you got the 116, because you have an Ivy League in, you know, in the Sweet 16? I think it is. I think this is a little yeah, bit live. beyond what, what I was expecting. But hasn't the tournament, isn't the tournament pretty much always live? It's yes, it, it's always live. It is always live. Like so, it doesn't feel extra live yet. I mean, the the look the FDU Purdue game. I mean, back to back years now. You're talking about you've had you know UVA lose, and then you had Purdue, who was a team that once again we talk. I, that's why I go into the Big Ten Max. People were telling me all year long how good the Big Ten was, and doesn't maybe the Big Ten was good in conference. I get it, but. A, a part of the overall body of work is how you perform in the NCAA tournament. And when you come in with eight teams in the NCAA tournament and then one team gets to the Sweet 16 and that team has not been considered the best representation of the Big Ten for most of the year, I called the Big Ten game like a couple years ago with Tom. I've seen it's the same remnants of that team from two years ago to a degree. That's not a good representation for a league that people told me was the best, one of the best in the country. Princeton all done, they get by Creighton. I think they have a legitimate chance to get by Creighton. I think Creighton's a better team. To but make, I wouldn't have had Princeton in the Sweet 16. Right, to make the I Elite Eight. wouldn't have Princeton eight. in the Sweet 16. See, now, it's, if you get to the Elite, Ivy League school gets to the Elite Eight, now we're talking. At that point, do you say it's extra or no? Or yes. Say, yeah, at that point. So but got, we've had Chicago, like Chicago Loyola get to the Final Four, Max. Like, these things have occurred before. Yes. That's why I say it's I'm always not saying it's live. never happened, but some years are a little liver yeah. than others. yeah. And it's, this is one of those years so, so far, far. So far. So far. So far, for sure. What would have to happen for it to be one of the all-time great years? All-time great years? Yes, in terms of, in terms of how live it is. Probably you would need San Diego State to beat Alabama. Probably, probably Princeton get into a Final Four. <laughs> yes, if Princeton, Princeton gets get into to a Final, Final four. four, we'll talk about that forever. Yeah, that, that would probably be the last one left because I mean, everything else is like, Texas Xavier, two and three seed. Like Houston, Miami. Houston is a good team. Miami's live, though, as a five seed. It would probably be Princeton getting to the final, or Princeton getting to a national championship game. Meantime, in the NBA, the whole thing about who's going to win the MVP hit a fever pitch. The whole thing about Jokic when Tim Bontemps did his straw poll, right, on ESPN.com. He's on this just in 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Uh, network uh, handsome host hit show, uh, and Bon Temps once he did that, and and he had and Jokic looked like the runaway winner. That's when people were like, "Hold on, time out, right?" But it looked like this thing's over. He's too far ahead of everyone. Not anymore. Is the MVP race over? Is it over the other way now? Jokic ain't gonna get it. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today. The number one selling e bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. You can click more on the lower right-hand corner of the ESPN app and scroll down to live radio, and you are not tethered to the radio in your car. You get to work, time to go in, no problem. We're on the app. You can listen live. J, for a lot of the year, um, Jokic was having an incredible year, and mm-hmm. Embiid and Giannis were right there, and a couple other guys. When KD was healthy, he was playing, I think, the best basketball in the world. But Tim Bontemps did a straw poll, as he does every year, here on ESPN, on ESPN.com. And it's seen as a pretty good indicator of what the voters are thinking, right? Yep. So Jokic was running away with MVP. And at that moment, I think as a reaction to that straw poll, people lost their minds. Like it became a hot topic because it's like, hold on, wait a minute. Yes, Jokic is having an incredible season offensively, but he's already won two. And I think it's human nature. Even if you think, yeah, a guy really deserves it this year by a very little bit, I think it's human nature to say, but wait a minute, it doesn't reflect reality if one guy wins it every time because maybe he didn't deserve one of them. This other guy's right there with him. Giannis has won two, Jokic has won two, Embiid's been right there. So I think there's some of that. I think there's also some of the stuff where it's like, Embiid plays defense, Jokic doesn't. But at the moment that poll came out, you could have made a very strong case for Jokic. But since then, I wonder how much of it is reaction to that, like, hold on, from Embiid. Since then, Embiid has been on an absolute tear. First sixer ever with 30-plus points in nine straight games. But it's not just the points. He's doing it with, like, for example, the game before last, 36-18-4. assists and four Stupid. blocks, right? So it's just insane. So what I'm asking you is now it seems that Embiid is a substantial favorite in the MVP race. And if it is, if the race is over, it's not because it's Jokic, it's because it's Embiid. How much of this switch in sentiment here, public sentiment, Mm -hmm. has to do, you think, with the reaction to, hold on, Jokic is about to win three, and how much of it is what Embiid's been doing? Zero on the first question. Like, not for me. Like, public sentiment doesn't sway my opinion. I don't care what other people think. I'm watching games. I'm seeing things for myself. I, I did think Jokic had a lead. But it's not just about how you start this season. 
It's not about where you are in the middle of the season. It's the way you end the season as well. And Philly has been on an eight-game winning streak with these numbers that Joel Embiid has been tearing up. You saw the numbers he put against Giannis and Milwaukee head-to-head. I mean, in that game, he had 31 points, six boards, and 10 assists in that matchup against a team that is the number one seed right now in the Eastern Conference. And they're only a couple games back from being a number one seed, right? Meanwhile, Denver, five having and five lost their last, last five or yeah. seven games, yeah. right? They went on the road. They came here to Madison Square Garden. They got beat up by a Jalen Brunson-less team. They've been struggling down the stretch. There have been legitimate questions about what's going on in Denver right now. So at the end of the day, like to me, like this is a race. I, I think if I were to like hierarchy them right now, mm-hmm. create a hierarchy, it would have Joel Embiid mm-hmm. with a slight edge over Giannis, mm-hmm. and then I'll have Jokic third. I agree. That's it, my, it's Embiid's to lose by, right that's, now. That's been yours and my order, although you had Giannis slightly ahead of Embiid, but I had Embiid, Giannis, Jokic now for a couple of weeks. But what Embiid has been doing recently to me – it doesn't cement it, but it places him on top. KJM were presented by Progressive Insurance, and I understand I key. key the technical back. issues have been ironed out. Are you? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, you can hear me. Yeah, we, yeah, got, we you. got you. We we we've, we've been, been hearing, hearing you. So what's up? Where are you oh, on the yeah, MVP race in the NBA, Key? I felt like I mean, it, look, a month ago you guys were screaming, "It's going to Jokic! It's going to Jokic! It's going to Jokic!" That was everybody, right? Oh, he's going to be the three-time MVP, no championship. The entire time, I think Jay, myself, and maybe even Yates to a degree talked about how can they give the MVP away a month ago and the season hasn't even concluded. You got a lot of changes between the time that everybody was screaming it to where we are today. Denver certainly has started to slide where Embiid has started to take off along with his team. I think they won, what, nine in a row, something like that. So, and, and when you look at the Denver Nuggets, they've struggled. They've gone to places that you didn't expect them to be. They were supposed to be the number one seed, and everybody was, they were going to run through everybody and all that. And, you know, he finally got all his cast members back healthy, but here we go. Since when was I on the Jokic train? I mean, you and Jay and Yates. I was never on the Jokic bandwagon. Yeah, as much no, as anybody. I, I was. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I see, I, when I'm talking about the Jokic train, I mean, just the, he's going to win his third MVP. Well, where, yeah. That, that I mean, know. that's it's the the listen. What What's crazy about all this is Jokic. If he won the MVP, the pressure goes up on him in the postseason. It's not that he won't have a lot of pressure. He's under the most pressure in these playoffs, I think, out of anyone. But it would have been ridiculous if he got three straight MVPs. I, I, I actually think that it's really fast. I think there's a lot of pressure on Joel Embiid, too. I, I, don't, I don't think the pressure is that far off from Nikola Jokic. I think it's almost pretty even right now. Yeah, because the I MVP mean, puts an X on your butt. But, but, but not even that, though, Max. Like My thing is, like I, I, I get if Embiid wins MVP. He should with the way he plays. Mm-hmm. But frankly, like as it relates to Embiid and Jokic, I'm tired of the MVP talk. I'm ready to see postseason talk. And I get for individual no accolades, like you want to get these things. But like Doc Rivers, can you get your teams at Eastern Conference Finals? Like Mike Malone, are you the guy to get Denver over the hump to the Western Conference Finals? Because it, it's time for us to talk about those two as a rich no, no doubt. What I'm saying is in the history of the game, anyone who's won three straight MVPs, there's only been two, Right. If you win three, you're supposed to be one of the greatest players ever. Jokic is not considered by many often 
a top five player in this NBA because of what you point out, because he's been in one conference finals, and that's it. And the last time we saw him with a chance because he had a supporting cast, it was Jamal Murray was the best player on the team in the playoffs, in the bubble, right? And since then, everyone's been hurt, but now he's got a crew. He's having a great year. There are no excuses, but key, what Jay points out is right. Embiid also, Jokic actually, as Zach Lowe has taken pains to point out recently, Jokic has gone farther in the playoffs than Embiid. Well, I mean, I'm clock integrity. No, we have it. We have plenty of integrity. Yeah. <laughs> You're forgetting the new clocks? <laughs> hey, here's George Carl, former NBA head coach, on why he's not taking Embiid as MVP. For me, I don't want to badmouth Embiid because I think he's really, really good. I mean, a lot of my assistant coaches were in Philadelphia when he was a young player, and they kept telling me he's going to be the best guy ever to play the game, best big guy ever to play yeah. the game. I, I see him moving in that direction, but he takes it. I don't know. He takes too many possessions off. He has lazy body language. He gets angry at things that we don't understand why. I just don't know if he's that, that NBA, NBA pro that we all love because he's a competitive SOB and he. But, you know, from what I know in Philadelphia, everybody says he's playing great. The games I've seen, he has played really, really well. And he's played great in the fourth quarters with a lot of comeback wins. Uh, so I'm, I, I just think it might be my, you know, I can, I can only like one big guy, and I'm going to take Yogi over everybody. So you heard George Carl. We have to unpack that. He's taking Jokic over Embiid. Embiid has lazy body language. He takes too many plays off. What? We're going to get into that coming up. Plus, are we done believing the Warriors can turn it around? KJM. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. So NBA MVP looked like Jokic. I don't know, three weeks ago, was running away was his third straight MVP, even though he's generally not considered a top three and often not a top five player in the NBA. George George Carl, former head coach, years and years and years in the NBA, said the following about his observation about Joel Embiid. I just want everybody to really listen to this because we're going to debunk George Carl coming out of this. Let's listen. For me, I don't want to badmouth Embiid because I think he's really, really good. I mean, a lot of my assistant coaches were in Philadelphia when he was a young player, and they kept telling me he's going to be the best guy ever to play the game, best big guy ever to play the game. I I see him moving in that direction, but he takes, I don't know, he takes too many possessions off. He has lazy body language. 
he gets angry at things that we don't understand why. I just don't know if he's that that NBA NBA pro that we all love because he's a competitive SOB and he. But you know, from what I know in Philadelphia, everybody says he's playing great. The games I've seen, he has played really, really well. And he's played great in the fourth quarters, come with a lot of comeback wins. Um, so I'm, I, I just think it might be my. You know, I can, I can only like one big guy, and I'm going to take Jokic over Embiid. Okay, so, and I love George Carl. George Carl was my coach, USA basketball, um, a great dude. I always have a lot of fun with him. But George Carl just told you he hasn't seen all the games. He literally said, oh, well, you know, for the games I've seen, you know, well, what I'm hearing, no. Like, I, I, don't, wanna, I don't want you to tell the national audience what you're hearing. I want you to tell the national audience, George, what you're seeing. If we're going to start talking about who deserves to win MVPs, it's important that the people who vote for who the MVPs are watch the games. And I get that there's a lot of other things to do. People have their lives, and I understand that. But like, you can't just watch a couple of games and be like, well, now I'm going to make this general assessment that he has poor body language and he takes possessions off. No, don't say that's what I've heard. Say that's what I well, see. Well, he said what he's heard is he, from his assistant coaches that he might be the best big man ever eventually, right? And Key, I think Jay hit on something there. It sounds to me like George Carl probably flipping channels, catches a little piece of a game, catches Embiid on a possession where that he feels he took off and then draws a larger conclusion. Um, because I've seen Jokic play what Clyde Frazier calls matador defense on a lot of possessions, kind of escorting a guy to the rim. Um, Giannis, out of the three bigs-ish, right? Giannis is in that category-ish. Giannis is the one who I think of as not taking possessions off either side of the floor. Both Jokic and Embiid, I get where someone might say that, because typical of bigs, that happens. They're big guys playing a fast game. Where are you on this, Key? I mean, I, I hear what George Carl is saying because he's probably getting that information from his assistant coaches. The people are in Philadelphia, and he's also doing like Jay saying, not really paying attention to it. So his mind is already clouded when he does get an opportunity and a chance to see MB play, uh, what little bit he does watch. So when you're looking at that, you're saying to yourself, Okay, you're getting this information from somewhere. Somebody's telling you this. And not only that, you can't get a large sample size of anything if you're not really watching. And I think that that's important to to say. Now, obviously, George Carl is a pretty good NBA basketball coach in his own right, but yet and still you form an opinion that's not quite there when you start talking about Embiid. And much like you said, though, uh, on the defensive end for the Joker – them is gravy boots, man. He ain't moving no feet. He ain't. He just. He just a big. That's there. See, I, I, for, and I'm with Keon. We're on the same page about that. For me, somebody I know watches all the games and is actually psychotic about this is Rick Carlisle. <laughs> so, like, I, I listen to Rick Carlisle a little bit differently. And let's listen to actually what Rick Carlisle had to say about Joel Embiid. Embiid is, you know, he, he right now, you know, he's probably the MVP. You know, with what their team is doing and and how he's just elevated his game, um, and he, he's as difficult a guy to game plan, plan for as as there is in the game. I mean, Giannis is crazy ridiculous. You know, Jokic is you know same, and and this guy maybe may even more difficult. You know, if, if that's possible. I, 
What What do you want? You know, I'm not saying when you say this is why I always bring up this between better and greater. Greater is about how you did in your era, right? Compared to your contemporaries, and then you can start talking about well, how strong was the era? And and better is just in more absolute term. In, in absolute terms, athletes are getting better and better and better. So I'm not suggesting Joel Embiid is as great as Shaquille O'Neal or. Wilt Chamberlain or Bill Russell or someone. I'm not suggesting that, but I am saying this. In terms of better, in terms of just overall skills, both ends of the floor, yeah. he's probably the best to ever do it. Joel Embiid? Yeah. Yes. Probably but the you know, best. You, to, you, if you include size, and not, not like a guy like Giannis, he's a real wide-bodied, tall, strong center. So a lot of times, like people have clouded judgment because what you've seen before in the past, all of a sudden that becomes who a player forever is in your mind, right? So there has been a lot of issues of Joel Embiid being lazy sometimes on the court. We've addressed that on the show. More years ago than recent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In the last two years where he's been really elevating his game. There has been bad body language from Joel Embiid from time to time. Alf Horford torched him in the playoffs it, three to four years ago. But that's, that's, that's okay. Like, that's not who Joel Embiid is right now. Right. That was who Joel Embiid was with Ben Simmons, right? Like, Joel Embiid the last two years – You've seen take more ownership, take more accountability, get in the best shape of his life. He doesn't break his face last year. It's probably a different scenario, right, for them in the playoffs. So, for me, Joel Embiid has had ownership. This feels like this is Joel Embiid's team more than anybody else. You know what it reminds me of, too? Like, he you'll talk about, like – you know, a jump on pile guy or what, what do you call it? the uh, <laughs> the uh, pile inspector, right, in football. There are some hustle face type players who and, – and by the way, then there are guys who really do hustle on every single play. They're like one in a generation. Pete Rose in baseball. Charlie Hustle. He's busting it out to first base on a walk. Stuff like that. But for everyone else, basically, who ever lived, you are going to find certain plays during the course of a season that someone's going to say they, quote, unquote, took off. Maybe they're hurting. Maybe their coach left them in too long. Whatever it is. And maybe George Carl happened upon Embiid, right, as he's flipping channels at that moment. But it's not, I don't think of Embiid as a lazy center, especially not by center standards. Well, if you go back into his early stages when he was coming, you know, coming back off injuries left and right, some would argue that he was lazy. You you remember when Shaq talked about him? Mm-hmm. It just, but that was a while ago. Was, yeah. he hasn't been he hasn't been that way in the last several years when he's been chasing the MVP and to some people being snubbed to a degree. Uh, the lack of success in the playoffs isn't on him. I mean, it just, you know, he's done well. Again, we point back to the Kawhi situation. If it wasn't dribble, dribble, bounce, bounce, bounce in the bucket, we may be having a different conversation. Yeah, they could have gone all the way. Wait. They could have gone all the way. I'm fine with Joel. Joel should win MVP, but I'm not going to say the lack of playoff success isn't on the team's best player. I get that there are questions around Doc Rivers, but, I mean, we we keep the same heat on all best players. The difference is – Jokic, like let's look at Jokic versus Embiid. Jokic, the one time he had a crew with him, even though Porter, I think, was even hurt back then, but in the bubble, Jamal Murray was playing out of his mind. They upset, they came back on the Clippers, right? And, but Jokic's play, he was clearly the second best player on that team, right? He needed to be the best player on that team. Embiid has been with guys like first Ben Simmons, and Max. now James Harden, who's better than Simmons, I get it, but he has not been with a bona fide playoff killer yet. You need a crime partner. Called, so Jamal Murray had a, a, a crazy run. Yep. 
but at that bubble, moment, that's what he was. And you're calling him a, like a bona fide I'm saying playoff in that, killer in that, because of one run in the in, bubble? In that James bubble. Harden has a bigger body of work that is considered that is, to be, what I'm saying. That's Jay, not, that's wait, purposely misleading. Let's not compare James Harden and Jamal Murray. That, James Harden is a bona fide playoff killer. Jay. Jamal Murray has not proven out on a bigger scale in, yet. In he has he, James Harden has never had a full playoffs where he played as well as Jamal Murray in the bubble. They got to the Western Conference Finals, Max, with Jamal with, and, and in the and, ultimate and, game, and, he and, missed every yeah, shot. Yeah, but he got to the Western Conference Finals. He, car- he carried their ah. entire team. What are you talking about? He missed every Stop shot. To, no, 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 it's no, no. Game We're, seven at home. He missed every shot he took. Yes, basically. Max. But guess what? They got there. Who got him there? That's true. Who got him there? Okay, That's true. so he like was, at the end of he the day, was the all, best player on that team. Though. I'm I'm for Joel Embiid winning championships, but like let's hold them all accountable. Like let's not say, well, you know, it's not. Keith said it's not really Joel Embiid's fault they didn't get over the hump. I'm like, no. It, they were up double digits by Would the way. Agree? Ben Simmons well, didn't shoot the ball, well, but that's still well, on. Well, the reason, that's still on the him reason too. I, the reason I say you can't place all the blame on Joel Embiid because he did have other players out there with him. He did have Ben Simmons. He did have James Harden. I mean. I'm not just because he's a star, I'm not going to all of a sudden say he is the one that has to carry him when he certainly has played pretty damn good playoff basketball. No, no, I As agree. Vince Carter said, I, Vince Carter's so, been saying, well, that's all, that's all, like Jokic, that's like, all well, he I'm, hasn't gotten his team over, and it's like, well, no, okay. No, well, how about one you? guy, in my opinion, Jay, one guy that we have in these two conversations about is the Joker and Embiid. Yeah. One guy has played basketball that was to satisfactory in the playoffs. Another guy has not. That, that's my only. That's the only reason why I even bring up uh, Embiid right, in on. the lack of success. One guy has played decently, and the other guy hasn't. Coming up, yeah. Let's stay, let's stay right here because I want to bring up something that Vince Carter brought up on this. I just we was in getting ready to talk about week. some golf. <laughs> well, no. Are, are we done with the Warriors? Is the other thing? KJM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. So Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max back here at the South Street Seaport. 
We were having this conversation, Key and Max, about Joel Embiid as related to him being the MVP, and which I do think he's up on the race currently. I, I would have Joel Embiid one, Giannis two, Jokic three with the way they've lost the last five of seven One, two, games. one, two. Can this, there, this, and that, you there, got there, there, now you're back. There you, you got go. me? You we're having press, some technical issues always today. Always press talk back when you go one, two, three, but that's fine. You could do it live Keyshawn, on air, too. I'm doing it live. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Jay, we said going into break, <laughs> last break, you were talking about Embiid and, you know, there's a lot of pressure on him. Don't give him a pass, right? Yeah. But I would say that as Vince Carter, I, I told you I was going to tell you what Vince Carter told me last week on this just in. He's looking at Harden because Harden needs to be a big, right, who can't get himself the ball, even though Embiid's much more versatile than the old school bigs. Needs a crime partner who's going to play up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, you're right. He's got a crew with him. Harden is a facilitator now and can get it. Tyrese Maxey is that young dude who you feel good about in the clutch. And, but Embiid, can, you know, it's not that, that you abdicate responsibility for him or that you give him a pass. It's that you recognize what he's dealing with. And if Harden doesn't come up big again in the playoffs, it's fair to say – Embiid needs a crime partner who's going to come up big in the clutch. I'm not saying Jamal Murray's guaranteed to do that, but we have seen a playoffs where Jamal Murray was playing out of his mind and Embiid didn't match, uh, sorry, Jokic didn't match his level. I think it's fair to say. Okay, so like, what's the overall point? The overall point is that is that you said that Embiid is, shouldn't get a pass, and I agree with you. Yeah, but so I don't we, think we we're creating. Point. But I think that bigger point really suggests <laughs> that we have a double standard for Jokic that we don't have for Embiid. Embiid, I don't think that's true. Well, no, no, I, I understand. Like, you know, so it, it's. Look, there are questions around Doc Rivers. I, I have made that known multiple times. So it's questionable substitution patterns that he put in games. I, I don't just put it on Joel Embiid that they're up double digits, have multiple game double-digit leads against the Atlanta Hawks before they lost that series, right? But we, we talk about Shaq and guys. Like, there is a certain point where you want your best player to say, yo, give me the ball. Let me do my – I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do my thing. Yeah, win so, or lose, Shaq was getting you 40 in the, in the playoffs. So, yeah. like, and Joel Embiid has put up numbers. Like, so, but we also look at the Denver Nuggets situation and saying, okay, I get when you want to come back to that first run they had in the playoffs. Jokic's first time on that stage playing to that level. I understand you want to use that body of work to utilize against him. But, like, the last year when he got MVP, like, his whole team was hurt. Jamal Murray's coming off. They didn't even know if Jamal Murray was going to be able to play. Like, they were trying to have him come back, and he decided not to come back. So this is his first year healthy. So both sides need a running mate. Isn't that fair? Key, Jay, the people want to talk about this. You want to hear from them? Sure. Brad in Colorado. You're on KJM. Hey, Jay. um, First of all, I'm originally from Indiana. So I'm with your your wife. Sorry for your loss. Um, Sorry for your loss, but I'm not. Well, no. Hey, I'm going for the girls. I'm going for the girls. Yeah, the girls got squad. So You're right. We we still in, it. yeah. So we still in it. So I'm like I said, but on Joker, the dude's averaging the triple double. And as far as I take a triple double over a double double any day. And when they're sitting up there saying that he's not playing well. He played well. Jamal Murray didn't play well. Uh, the triple-double um, thing is weak. 
So Murray didn't play well, and so that's the same thing as if if uh, Embiid and Harden, if Harden didn't play well. All right, that's yeah. enough. That's yeah, it. But, that's but, it. But, but, but I was gonna say, doesn't doesn't it, doesn't it, <laughs> how you finish the season towel. doesn't that matter? Don't we don't we always say we want to put value on a regular season? That's all I've heard fans talk about. Like we want the players to make us feel like the regular season matters. Well, here's a situation where in the MVP voting, it matters down the stretch, right? Like the Boston Celtics have struggled down the stretch. It makes you wonder about them in the playoffs. Denver has lost their last five or seven games. Michael Malone has been talking about we're soft. We're in cruise control. Doesn't that matter how your team performs? So here we are watching Joel Embiid and his team win eight straight, and he's performing at a high level. Sorry, it gives him a nod up on the guy who has a triple-double. I agree. Well, of course it does. I mean, when you when you are playing down the stretch, that's really all that matters when you're rolling into the playoffs, right? Give me that last, give me that last three weeks of regular season – and that tells me, because usually when you're talking about an MVP outside of maybe uh, Westbrook with the triple doubles, when you're talking about the MVP, you're usually talking about a team that has an opportunity and a chance to win it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and so rolling into the postseason, that last three weeks of the regular season certainly does mean a lot. And triple double, a guy's going to be balling if he's got a triple double. But to say that decides it. If you have one dude with 35 points, 12 boards, and seven assists, and another guy was a triple-double with 15 points, who do you like? I mean, come on. But, but also, like, this is not us saying that Jokic is not good. Like, you're talking no, about incredible. top three players in the league. Like, now it's your, the discrepancies are so detail-oriented. You, you, you want to slip one in? Yeah. Like, let's see if well, Corey in Alabama can do this in the you, next why you say that to 45 like that? seconds. Don't talk to me like that, Max. Who are you talking to? <sighs> Good up. Yes. Yes, Corey. Good morning. How y'all guys doing? What's up, Corey? I'm all right. All right. You all are saying that you want to see a team that's playing well down the stretch. Well, Harden has played the entire season mm-hmm. with Philly, and Middleton has been gone for half of the season. Yet the Bucks are still in first place in the East. The 76ers are in second or third. So oh, how right. is – and beat over Giannis. I, yeah, I, I, I have Giannis here, but by the way, James Harden has not played the entire season. He's played 52 games. But you have Giannis. You, you had Giannis until very recently, I, one and Embiid, two. And just recently, because Embiid's gone on this streak, you have Embiid a little ahead of yes, Giannis. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, because Chris Middleton missed 25 games. But I'm saying, like, James Harden has not played the entire season. Right. Well, He's played games 52 games. How many? 52 games. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, let's, let's just make sure we but come. But more with, than Middleton. Let's make sure we come with our facts straight. But, but more like, than Middleton. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Uh, guys, Odell was tweeting things this weekend. Are we reading into this? Oh, I want to know from you, Key. What am I supposed to make of these Odell tweets? That is coming up. KJM ESPN Radio. One, two, three. Is this thing on? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.